0: Welcome to Building Safe Workplaces, a podcast where experts dedicated to workplace health and safety review relevant industry topics. This podcast is brought to you by the Health and
1: Safety Council. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Building Safe Workplaces. I'm Randy Patton with the Health and Safety Council. Uh, I work as an owner liaison here, working with many uh, many of our owner operators. I uh, work on strategic projects and the such. Uh, we're excited today to have Chris Williams join us. Chris is the executive director of the Voluntary Protection Programs Participant Association, otherwise known as VPPPA. Chris, you've been uh, you've been with the VPPPA now since what July 1st? About four months a
0: whole grand total of four months uh and, and a few extra days and randy congratulations on getting the v triple pa in one breath like i can't tell you how many times that i've missed a p here and there in fact many of our board members that's the first litmus test is can you pronounce vpppa and not miss one of those p's so I, nice job on that
1: well to be honest i'm going to try to avoid saying it any more than i have to so i'll let you fill in because i will get tongue tied and mess that up but Chris tell us a little bit so four months in tell us a little bit about your background and and what brought you to the the association and so Randy I appreciate that and I appreciate the opportunity to be here today my background I
0: started in construction safety way way back when when I say that I mean my father was a contractor he was a light commercial residential contractor back in the 90s and so safety's been a part of my life ever since I was a kid in high school working job sites in the summertime and it really, from from that standpoint, came to the forefront because I got to see what not to do, to be honest with you. Back in those days, I'm sure we all remember some, some of those times when, you know, that was back when the body belt was in place. We didn't realize that a harness was a much better fall protection alternative. What really drove the safety message home for me back in those days was the fact that you know, the culture at that point, it needed to be changed. And we started to see some of that change. But I, I realized it when I sat there and watched, watched my father shoot a nail through his finger and use it as a badge of honor and you start to realize that we, we've got to change some of this to get back to to where we need to be in terms of protecting our workers and so from there i spent about 10 years with associated builders and contractors at the national office up in washington dc serving as director of safety initiatives where i got to to take part and really mold the safety training evaluation process uh, the step program that had about two thousand contractors in it and from there then coming on board here at vpppa It was a natural fit because of that background, uh, because of my work, uh, both on the regulatory side and compliance assistance side with OSHA, having those great relationships, but also with with the contractors, getting that understanding of of what world-class truly means, especially working with contractors down here in the Gulf Coast area, where where honestly, you know, we talk about VP, PPA being the world-class standard setter. The contractors and the companies down here, they, they walk that walk and they back it up as well. And that's why we're, we're happy to be down here. Like what you hear so far, make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button. Now this podcast is made possible by listeners like you and our generous sponsors. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show.
1: Let's back up just a step. So when we talk about the voluntary protection programs, participate. Participants Association. I got it. Um, we're actually talking about the OSHA Voluntary Participation Program. Maybe give us a little background about that program so we're not assuming that our listeners know what that is. A- absolutely. Uh, in fact, I'll give you the bridged version of two histories, one of the VPP
0: itself, the program itself, and also one of VPPPA because they are intertwined. VPP is part of our name. OSHA's Voluntary Protection Program started back officially in 1982 when OSHA recognized it, but it really started before that on the late 70s, uh, out in California, they are building a nuclear plant. And it started with a simple question. How, how do we prevent fatalities? we we got to stop this. we we got to work safer. We've got to be better at it. We've got to work together on it. And it really formed the foundation of the program at that point, even five years before, six years before, with management, engagement, management, involvement, and buy-in. So from the top, safety culture, that starts at the top there. And then also with employee involvement. And there's a difference between employee engagement and employee involvement. Engagement is that they're at the safety meetings, at the toolbox talks. Involvement is they're the ones that are helping write safety policies. And then, of course, the third part of what we like to call the VPP triad is is OSHA involvement, the regulatory side. Obviously, without OSHA's involvement, we don't have a VPP program. So their, their involvement was to facilitate those discussions. And where VPPPA comes about is in 1985, VPPPA filled the gap that OSHA had, and they said, Yeah, we we like to get our VPP sites together and share best practices. Our program's built on that labor management, regulatory involvement. It's built on continuous improvement. How do we get together? How do we share the best practices? How do we steal some of the ideas from each other, make them better, let you steal them back? And that's how VPPPA was born. I've been around now 38 years. Our 40th anniversary is coming up here in 19 or uh, 2025. And each year we host Safety Plus, our Safety Plus Symposium uh, next September 17th through 20th in Orlando. encourage everybody to attend. It's an opportunity for about 2,000 of our closest safety and health professional friends to get together on the regulatory side, the frontline worker side, and the management side and share those best practices and take them back to their sites, their companies, and really get involved and really rejuvenate that continuous improvement process. And the one thing I'll add too is that as I said, VPP is part of our name as an association. It's always going to be part of our core mission, but we're not limited to just VPP sites as members. Our mission overall is to advance safety and health, and our core value, as safety is our core value is, we're going to send every worker home in the same or better condition in which they arrived. For many companies, VPP might not be part of their lifelong safety journey, and that's perfectly fine. But what VPP does give us is the opportunity to generate those best practices, share them, and bring those companies up to that world-class level of safety and health performance. And so companies that want to be involved and want to reach that pinnacle and continuously reach for that and improve themselves and not stop, that's what we welcome as part of VPPPA, is to bring those companies involved and learn from them as well as share them the ideas that are going to get them to that level.
1: So it's more than just a destination or a certification recognition, it is truly about improving the workplace safety.
0: Absolutely. The VPP program, Voluntary Protection Program, some will say that the pinnacle achievement is receiving that star flag. Absolutely. Voting that and flying it from that site. But virtually everybody is going to look at you and say that that is just a waypoint in our safety journey because it's an ongoing journey. And the reason is, again, I'll invoke some of my construction, safety, and health background here from my experiences, Unless we get to zero incidents worldwide, the journey is always going to be ongoing. There's always going to be something that we can do better from an industry standpoint to send our workers
1: home in the same or better condition in which they arrived. Absolutely. So four months in, what have you seen? What does the vision look like for VPPPA? Um, Where do you think things are headed?
0: Things are headed in a great direction. Like I said, we just had our uh, Safety Plus Conference back in August, Uh, well attended coming out of the pandemic. Great attendance, great workshops, a great chance to rekindle old friendships uh, from my background in construction, safety, and health. Where we're heading as association, we actually just started our strategic planning process, our five-year planning process, uh, with the simple question: what's our mission? Do we need to redefine it or are we happy with where we're at? And what we came out of it was is fairly simple. Like I said at the outset, our mission is to advance safety and health and to help our companies. That are part of our association and industry as a whole to reach that world-class level of performance and that continuous improvement part of the process. So, from that standpoint, as we look towards the future, what does that really entail? We know that on many accounts that you know, you look at the workforce. You know, we're no spring chickens. Not dating yourself, Randy, but I can tell you, I'm getting older. And our our job as an association is to train not only the next generation of safety and health professional, but the next generation of safety and health professional that believes in not just vpp in the concepts behind a total safety health management system but also ones that are going to drive that continuous improvement forward as well so that's going to be a big part of our mission going forward and another big part of our mission too is is as an association of companies and safety and health professionals our job is to perpetuate our overall mission like i said to send every worker home in the same or better condition in which they arrive that that's that is a mission that is shared by Hask and it's shared by VPPPA together. Our job is to work together on those initiatives to make sure that we push that forward and to work with other organizations as well, because safety is not proprietary. Um, it's, it's funny because it was a myth that I encountered when I first started out in the association side was that well, it's going to be difficult to get people to share their safety and health best practices because it's corporate trade secrets. They're not going to want to do that. It's, it's competitive advantage couldn't be further from the truth especially with VPP sites and the companies that are involved in the association they're more than willing to engage in what we like to call R&D ripoff and development <laughs> gonna steal those ideas and make them better i gonna give them right back to you and it's one of the great benefits of this program we've talked about it before is that involvement of our sites and their employees to give back to each other because ultimately th- there's no differentiating between catastrophic injury, if it's labor, non-union, if it's on your work site or my work site, there's no discriminating there. It's still a catastrophic injury or fatality. Our job is to prevent that. And the only way we're going to prevent that is sharing the best practices that we've come to learn.
1: So you mentioned the Health and Safety Council, and and that's actually what brings you to to Houston today and um, affords us the opportunity to sit down and do this podcast. You're here visiting with us, and we're talking about actually a partnership that's existed between uh, the Health and Safety Council and VPPPA for some time, but we're talking a little bit about enhancing that and seeing how between our shared visions, or very common visions anyway, how we can work together. Maybe expand upon that. Where do you see that opportunity being? Certainly, like I said,
0: our job at VPPPA, my job as executive director is to make sure that, that we're spreading the safety message near and far, and we've had a long-standing partnership with the Health and Safety Council for a number of years now, and there's always opportunities to look at, revisit it, and say, okay, this has been successful for us both. We are two organizations that align closely in our mission and our core values. How can we take it to the next level? What are some of the things that we can work on? And there are opportunities out there when we look at from a content standpoint, subject matter expert standpoint, that we both share a number of the same members, but also we share the opportunity to reach different audiences in that that same vein. And it's using our reach individually as VP, PPA, and combined with Health and Safety Council to be able to spread that message and to use each other's resources, especially from a content standpoint with our Safety Plus Conference, our symposium coming up, and to be able to build that opportunity to share HASC members' knowledge, their expertise, with VPPPA members and vice versa. And that's not just from a Safety Plus standpoint and the in-person event, but it's also through our virtual content and on-demand content. Tremendous opportunities moving forward. I'm really excited for it, and so is our board.
1: You want to share a sneak peek on some of the other ideas we've talked about uh, today with maybe some safety days or some other activities? A- absolutely. Some of the great discussions we've
0: had while down here, and it's, and it's always a great opportunity to come down to Houston, especially in November when it's a good 20 degrees warmer <laughs> than, than it would be back in the Washington, D.C. area where VPPPA is headquartered. Some of those opportunities, restarting the safety days and being able to, to bring our memberships together. Uh, also doing a process safety management mini conference. Uh, we know that PSM is obviously very big with our Gulf Coast members, and our industrial members, and being able to spread, I'll say, the benefits of PSM beyond some of the traditional areas that we've seen it at and being able to put that on here in the next few months and bring those parties together and really enhance the use of PSM, not just in VPP, but across industry. We know it helps, we know it's a great model, and we know that it has an effect. And so being able to have a voice in that. Some of the other opportunities as well, and like I said, we look at long-term content development, increasing the number of on-demand webinars and, and live webinars that we do, being able to co-brand and co-present with health and safety Council subject matter experts. There's a tremendous opportunity to reach a much larger, larger audience than we would if we were just standing alone doing it ourselves.
1: I think that's key. There's, there's, there's obviously a lot of overlap in our, in our member base or you know, whatever you want to call it, the folks that we're associated with, but expanding that reach, getting out beyond that. One of the things we do in the, in the I guess, February time frame is our big tailgate. We're talking about bringing you all in and being a part of that. We've got some fun events that we do, but again, it's about extending that reach, right?
0: absolutely and we are looking forward to coming down here in February for the tailgate Uh, it's something that look forward to we've heard about Um, it's going to be a wonderful opportunity not just for us to come down from a staff standpoint but for us to get our members involved as well and to really network and connect like I said the foundation of our association of our profession is the sharing of best practices the sharing of ideas to develop those and to move that continuous improvement needle forward and, and that tailgate, that event's going to present a tremendous opportunity to connect a large number of VPPPA members that we also share, but also some that, that may not have been exposed to the VPP message before, that right. not be involved in the program, and may be where we need them to be, and be there's ideas we're going to be able to steal from them down here as well. So looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, some might not know, but the tailgate's our annual kickoff to our Safety Excellence Award process that, that we host every year, and it's a fun event and gets folks together. But, again, it's all about uh, you know kind of spreading the gospel, if you will, of safety and, and reaching out and February sharing 10. opportunities. February 10th. forward to it. There we go. It's going to be a fun time. This episode is brought to you by Clean Harbors HydroChem PSC, Coastal Ice and Water, Evergreen
0: North America, and First Financial Bank. For a full list of sponsors, visit
1: www.hasc.com sponsorship. Right, so the tailgate coming on February 10th, I mentioned, that's the precursor to the Safety Excellence Award process that, that culminates in our awards banquet in May where uh, contractors, we have a big outpouring there. Tell me more about some of the other outreach uh, activities, resources that, that uh, VPPPA offers. Certainly.
0: VPPPA is more than Safety Plus, our, our major conference every year. We, we have 10 regions. We're structured around OSHA's model. OSHA's got 10 regions. So do we. It seemed uh, convenient to be able to do it that way. And each of our regions will, either every year or every other year, they'll have their own regional conferences, much like our Safety Plus Symposium. Uh, We've got, uh, this year I believe there'll be six regional conferences. Uh, There'll be a couple that will combine next September in Orlando at Safety Plus. Um, Those usually take place uh, late April through the summertime, uh, July timeframe. And those are a great lead in, uh, not just to Safety Plus, but some of our other resources as well, our virtual content that we offer. We do uh, 12, 11 labor summits a year uh, we, we take a month off in December for the holidays, give our staff a break. Of uh, Our labor summits, our uh, 30-minute webinars we do live and on-demand, uh, we've got those posted on our website, vpppa.org. Uh, we also have our magazine, The Leader, published quarterly. It's a great resource in, in terms of uh, subject matter experts, uh, both from a safety and health standpoint and also insights uh, from the regulatory, from the legislative side, uh, um, from also the compliance assistance side and OSHA's side, part of the house there. And then our, our in-house uh, folks as well providing that content. And we also have our on-the-level newsletter we publish monthly for members while we get out there. So we, we like to, in addition to having our, our national resources out there, our national programs, we make sure that, that we're reaching out to our members and, and keeping them involved and engaged year-round. Uh, it's an opportunity to bridge those gaps uh, between our events and make sure that we've got, we're have got we giving them the knowledge that they're going to need. Um, like I said, it's a continuous improvement process, continuous improvement, is gain through knowledge we provide that knowledge we also have a number of other resources in terms of some of our affiliate member programs uh, one of the big ones that we've just launched here back in july is our vpp online powered by vpppa okay. and AuditSoft. it started as an annual self-evaluation tool one of the big challenges of as programs is that every february every vpp sites required to submit their annual self-evaluation In the old days it was done by paper filled out submitted and that was pretty much it uh, we, we started in on this process a couple years ago with AuditSoft to develop a digital tool. The initial goal was to have a, a product that you could submit online to OSHA. And we've got a number of state plans that now accept it. I'm uh, working with federal OSHA on the formatting of it to make sure that we can submit it. But what we've seen from, from test cases and early users is that it's, it's developed more into a year-round collaborative tool. It allows our members the opportunity to be able to engage their teams, and that's a huge aspect of it, engage their teams in, in not just that feedback that's required for the annual self-evaluation, but to use it the other 364 days a year and to use it as a roadmap long-term to be able to look at those areas where there, there may have been some differences, both improvement and some regression in some cases, and how do they address those? And how do they work with that team? And how do they get that feedback in from their group and say, so, okay, it's now July, we don't really need to use this, but we're gonna use it because we can see that there's some gaps that have developed in our in our core components in the program that we need to address. And to be able to use that tool as that what it's truly intended to be used as, as that as that data gathering and, and roadmap
1: towards that continuous improvement. Sounds like a great tool to get back to that employee involvement piece you talked exactly. about, right? Instead of it being a a mile marker along the way it's a way to you know stay on that journey continuous improvement
0: it, it is and the, the employee involvement aspect of vpp is by by and large the best aspect of our program uh, we say that have told osha this osha believes it as well and the one thing to, to toot the horn of the program is that we view vpp as the gold standard of what we'll call total safety and health management systems what we might add is, is you look at some of the other the management systems out there, and they're great self-evaluation tools and they're great evaluation tools for the overall program, the management side of it, but they don't necessarily engage the employee in a frank and honest discussion about what safety means on that site and within the company. And so using VVP to that advantage, you, I like to boil it down to you know, as a safety and health person, spent years developing, regulations, final rules, in conjunction with OSHA, working on some of those, and consensus standards. And we speak a different language. We'll call it nerd speak for safety and health. And the employee involvement aspect of VPP, what it does is it takes all those great words that we use, that technical speak, and it gives it to the employee who then says, I don't understand any of this. Break it down into English. I'm going to do it for you. Here's what it means out on the site. Here's what it means on the factory floor, in the plant, on the construction job site, site. here's how it's applied. It's going to be different than you anticipated, but that feedback is critical because then you go back and you revise your program and say, all right, I didn't take that into account because, you know, I I, I go to the job site, but I don't work on the job site. You know, I'm sitting at a desk, I'm writing these things. That employee involvement means that it's going to be distilled into common sense language, which I think is a lot of times lacking some of the other SHMSs.
1: So if somebody's listening today, wants more information, website, do y'all have a mentoring program? Tell more about that. We do have
0: a mentoring program. Uh, you can go to our website, vpppa.org for more information. Our mentoring program is unique. And we talked a little bit ago about some of the opportunities in terms of VPPPA's future and what we're looking at. Our mentoring program is site-based right now. And what we mean by that is our, our goal is to bring more, more companies more sites into the program. We respect everyone wherever they're at on that safety and health journey. And from a mentoring side, we pair our sites, our existing VPP sites, with some of those prospects to help them through the application process, to get them through the requirements of the program, what it means to, for example, to engage in that employee involvement. Because a lot of the time, that's where we find that that companies and sites might be lacking. They need a little bit of help on how to really approach that. They haven't done it before. And so it goes even beyond once you achieve that star status you've reached what some would call the pinnacle of vpp and we continue to mentor them after the fact because vpp involves recertification it's an ongoing process and that companies if they just pat themselves on the back that they're flying that star flag that's not the point of it and they're going to find themselves fairly quick on on the road to to not having that star flag to be honest and that's where our mentoring program comes in for the future what we're looking at said, so we got to develop that next generation of safety and health professional, that person who may not be involved right now in safety and health. I can tell you from a construction background, if you ask any good seasoned construction, safety and health person, how they got involved in the job, vast majority are gonna tell, I was told to do it. So our job as an association is to prepare the next generation to give them the opportunities that we may not have had coming from a job site and to also be able to give them the knowledge with, VPP sites to be able to operate on those sites, how to lead safety and health committees on those sites, how to understand the three components of the program, how to understand the four core competencies of VPP and how to apply them, and how to engage in that continuous improvement in the reevaluation and recertification process.
1: That's important. I think we have what they say five generations or five age groups in the workforce right now that all learn differently, all lead differently, all react differently. So uh, figuring out how to reach those groups and
0: and we've had great conversations here today with Health and Safety Council employees and talking to the team here about th- those learning opportunities and how everyone learns differently and how Health and Safety Councils really work to develop models that are unique to the learner. And that's a challenge that we face even on the VPPPA side is is how do we how do we engage those folks, but how do we reach them? How do we make sure that the knowledge that we're providing them be it in written form, in-person education, virtual, how do we make sure that it's sticking? And how do we make sure that it's curated and tailored to their experience level and and, and to their learning opportunity and their learning abilities and how they like to absorb knowledge and have some interesting philosophical discussions here that I've taken a lot out of today in, in terms of how we approach that. A big component that even 15 years ago, wasn't really on anybody's radar is is the emotional aspect of safety and health. Everybody's got their safety why and their safety why is usually a tragic story. And what we're learning is that there are ways to duplicate that safety why without the catastrophic injury or fatality. And the better job we can do of that to help connect the dots with not just safety leaders, but also with the frontline employees, that the reason you work safe is because you have a daughter or son to go home to, because you've got a mother or father who's going to miss you, the more we make those connections without having to force somebody to go through the absolutely terrible experience of having to informed, inform a family, inform loved ones that their father, their mother, their sister or brother is not coming home tonight. That's, right. that, that's a huge component now that we've started to see develop, and that's part of, of what we look to accomplish. And having these discussions today has been reinvigorating about how we together, VPPPA and, and the Health and Safety Council, can achieve that.
1: And you mentioned, you know, you referenced the adult learner, if you will, and how differently we learn or measuring the effectiveness and the retention of that learning. The old days of uh, eight hours of instructor-led training, I think we're learning that maybe that's not as effective, right? The what generation are we in now generation z that you know they get their information in 15 to one minute bytes right so that micro learning and how to most effectively get that out there and uh, virtual reality they learn in, in video games in a virtual environment and, and looking for uh, uh, avenues like that to get learning out there
0: and you mentioned the virtual reality learning and one of the great things that we've seen in our time here at the health and safety council is what ask is doing to that end on the vr side I'm a big proponent of using technology and maximizing its use and its effectiveness, especially when you look at the different generations that could be on a job site or in a plant or in a facility right now and how they learn. And knowing that the younger generations learn completely different than you and I are learning, not to date ourselves, but you know, we, we we're used to the death by PowerPoint. And I'll, I'll say kids these days, when you introduce that, that snippet learning, the micro learning and the virtual reality, almost gamification of learning, the absorption rate becomes that much higher. And it's interesting and it's great to see the work that Health and Safety Council's been doing in that front. And it's, as we look forward in the future to that, something that we at VPPPA want to really incorporate into our learning as well, because we we see the tremendous value and opportunities that are there.
1: Well, we're certainly excited about the opportunity that lies ahead between the two associations. You know, given again the fact that we have such a common mission, such a common uh, value, and and the difference that we want to make in the workplace. So we're excited to work with y'all. We're excited to explore where this goes. And um, we're certainly glad and thankful for you being here today and willing to take the time to spend with us and and share a little bit about uh, VPPPA.
0: Randy, I thank you and the Health and Safety Council for the time. And as as we've had a longstanding partnership, I look forward to the future of working together, like I said here earlier. VPPPA and the Health and Safety Council are two organizations that that operate on that and operate with members who exist in that world-class plane of safety and health performance. And and it's our members and working together as organizations, we're the ones that can drive that continuous improvement forward and and help all industry, not just our members, but nationwide and even worldwide, advance safety and health to help us reach that zero goal.
1: Well, thank you, Chris. More to come as we flesh this out and look for more creative ways to to work together. So again, thank you for being here and uh, thank you. This concludes another episode of Building Safe Workplaces. Thanks for listening to Building Safe Workplaces.
0: Be sure to tune in next time for another exciting episode. Till then, stay safe
1: and stay healthy.